0: this guy's dealing with like monster and rockstar and red bull and coke and pepsi and all the big boys and we're like hey can we buy one pallet of cans that are called silver bullets they're blank cans and he basically laughed at us and said there's no way that's ever gonna happen and (laughs) stop wasting my time kids you idiots like you don't know anything about beverage So uh, we sent him a nice little thank you note for taking the call with a $100 Ruth Chris gift certificate inside. And about five days later, we got a call and a pallet of blank cans showed up. And that was the beginning.
1: Hey, guys. Seth from Misfit Athletics here, here with another Misfit Athletics podcast. This time, episode 28. I'm here in Miami with...
0: The biggest misfit of them all.
1: Really? Aaron Hine from Life Aid Beverage is the biggest misfit of them all. I,
0: I have, maybe not the biggest, but I think I definitely am a misfit. I no. mean, I, I know absolutely. I think that's why I'm totally cool so with well. that.
1: For you to, to be the self-proclaimed biggest misfit of them all is sort of an honor. You've taken that on yourself. You you represent us that hard. Actually, that's Travis cool.
0: Williams probably gets that. Now that I think that don't give a him anything. Bit. Never mind. Don't give him anything. <laughs> that's his. He'll
1: already take that. Just don't give him anything <laughs> extra.
0: It's true. It's
1: true. So, so today, thank you for taking a little time out of our awesome party weekend to chat about, I want to talk about business for a second Let's here. Let's do it. So yeah. you've run a very successful, in my opinion, company that has um, really flourished in the CrossFit community. Um, I know it's now expanding well beyond that. LifeAid Beverage, FitAid is really big in our community and you have a whole array of other beverages. How did, well, first tell me a little bit about your business background. So how did you become a, the businessman that you are today?
0: Yeah. um, You know, I I was always very entrepreneurial, even from a very young age. And I think every business that I ever launched, whether it got a lot of traction or broke even or, you know, it lost money, there was a big learning experience that was as a result of that. And uh, I look at each thing as a real milestone. So, you know, where I finally started making some money was as kind of a solopreneur. I was a sports chiropractor in, in Santa Cruz for 10 years. And for those that don't know, Santa Cruz is the home of CrossFit. So yeah. I was actually in Scotts Valley where CrossFit media headquarters is. And Were you treating
1: uh, like... Old school CrossFit athletes at the time? I, yeah, I,
0: I treated a couple of the higher ups and, and got a lot of referrals. Our family started coming in. Some of the athletes started coming in. And then um, at the time, CrossFit HQ didn't have a gym at HQ. So every all the athletes that were coming to town and HQ people were treating at CrossFit North Santa Cruz NSC. Yep. And that's where I was training, or that's where I met all those people, and then they, they got me to, to try my first CrossFit class where I got my butt totally kicked. So
1: you were a chiropractor when you got into
0: CrossFit? Yeah, this was 2004.
1: Okay. Yeah. Also, you're you're OG. You're even more OG I, you know, than i I'm any- OG. I
0: don't feel OG because, you know, I, I, yeah, but— yeah, you know I'm what? That biggest my skill level I love, is not OG, but well, I, I've been around a while.
1: I've been around a while too, and my skill level is nowhere to be. Yeah, it's terrible. So, but you can program good skill levels. Well, so I guess I picked better. up something along the way. Um, so, you if you've given up chiropractic work at this point?
0: Yeah, you know, I uh, when I sold my practice, I probably sold it way too early. When but was that? Uh, This was um, five years ago. Okay. Yeah, and I was making really, really good money. I worked like twenty six hours a week making you know three hundred and fifty k a year Wow um, not you know I had a nice ice cycle I took every Friday Saturday Sunday off. I didn't realize how nice I had it, but <laughs> I just was losing the passion because it was becoming very you know routine for yeah. me It wasn't as challenging I mean I was good at what I did, but you know I love the people and I love that aspect but there's you're starting to Treat you know. There's only so many rotator cuff injuries right. and meniscus injuries and back herniations and whiplash cases, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, I was driven. I felt very passionately when we started this project, and I just in my mind I knew it was going to work out. I knew it was going to be a success. What gave so you the idea?
1: Them. How did you come up with the idea to start a beverage company in, in within the CrossFit community?
0: Well, Orion, my you know my business partner uh, and I, uh, we met at CrossFit North Santa Cruz. So we started training together, and he was showing up in the local newspaper because he was a certified financial planner, and I had written for the paper too. And I remember reading his article before I met him, and he was dogging on gold. Well, I had like a whole stockpile of gold (laughs) and silver. I was like, I was convinced that was the only way. I took all my money out of the bank. I bought gold and silver. (laughs) And I'm like, this mother, I'm like, I can't wait to run into this guy and tell him him he's totally full of shit. And, uh, of course, I see him at the gym, and we kind of start chatting and hit it off and then we realize our daughters were in the same class and not only in the same class but best friends and uh so we started hanging out a lot and he had free time we started golfing together once a year we were training together we go to burning man together and uh one day you know we're cruising up um the aisle in a grocery store uh in in scotts valley and it was an open air cooler and my son bronson who was four at the time Grabbed uh, for a monster an energy drink out of the open air cooler and you know being from Santa Cruz it was like the hippie capital of the world we were totally offended by like that right. and I'm um, a chiropractor we're right. even more offended <laughs> and so uh, you know we started looking at it and analyzing it and go well why is the younger generation attracted to these energy drinks you know well a they work they jack you up b they're very cool and hip they're not reaching for kombucha or chia or coconut water which are these kind of hippie brands they don't talk to that younger generation so uh we just had this idea like there's got to be a better way we want to create something that's functional just like, you know, like the energy drinks yeah, jack you up, but not jack you up, but something that gives a functional benefit, right. something that's cool, sexy, and hip, but also something that we could kind of give a wink-wink to the moms out there, and uh, that was really clean, that didn't have all the caffeine and okay taurine and, the guys, and, yeah, and yeah. sugar and all yep. this stuff. So that was kind of the, the, the genesis, and, and it was really just passion and ignorance. I mean, I you know we had a little bit of, I had, you know, we both had a little bit of business skill, but it was more passion and ignorance. And when we pushed our chips all in one day, we decided we were getting a little bit of traction. We're like, we can't serve two masters. We got to cut, burn the ships at the shore. So he sold his practice. I sold mine. And uh, yeah, we went in with 30 grand each and started the company. That was it.
1: So you could start a beverage company with $60,000 and start doing your research and development and get something going.
0: Not really. Okay, because yeah. yeah, it doesn't the, seem like it would be that easy. Yeah, the minimum run on cans just to get cans is 202,000 cans, right? Well, 60 <laughs> grand doesn't buy you 202,000. So what happened is we start calling around these can manufacturers and, and we find the biggest one in, in the world is Rexham and we get the hold of the, the Western US rep and this guy's dealing with like Monster and Rockstar and Red Bull and Coke and Pepsi and all the big right. boys. And we're like hey, can we buy one pallet of cans that are called silver bullets? They're blank cans, which really you don't get blank cans because all the cans are ordered, they get produced, and then they go through and get printed, right? right? So to have leftover blank cans is a rarity, and we're like, we want one pallet of blank cans, which is like no money. And he basically laughed at us and said, there's no way that's ever going to happen, and (laughs) stop wasting my time, kids, you idiots. Like You don't know anything about beverage. So uh, we sent him a nice little thank you note for taking the call with a $100 Ruth Chris gift certificate nice. inside. And about five days later, we got a call and a pallet of blank cans showed up. And that was the beginning.
1: Isn't that funny how a little something can uh, tip the scales in your favor? The huh? power
0: of reciprocity. Yeah.
1: Well, so that, I think that kind of leads perfectly into the real questions I want to ask. And that is what kind of advice would you give somebody in our community as there are budding entrepreneurs all through the CrossFit and fitness community? If they wanted to start a company of their own, there are ideas all the time floating around for different products, services, things that would apply to CrossFitters in this community that's exploding still at the moment. What kind of advice would you give somebody who wanted to start a business? How would they even, how would they even take the first step?
0: Well, one, I may discourage them from entering the space because it is getting very, very crowded. Um, you know, I, I think 10 years ago, five years ago, uh, especially domestically, it was such an emerging market sure. and, and, you know, it was still very young and now it's, it's becoming much more mature. I think there's probably, you know, other um, lifestyles or sports out there that, that may be just a little bit earlier yep. that you can ride the wave. So the waves, the size of the wave is decreasing and, and you know, we just happen to time the market by luck very well i would say
1: that's kind of similar with misfit as well we hit it right we timed it right Right on yeah
0: and so being accurate in your thinking is essential when you're developing a product or service for any space and you have to be accurate about the demand for the product or service uh, and also the timing a lot of people don't take into account you can have the best idea in the world but if it's a year too early or a year too late then you're effed. so yep
1: yeah. Your your story actually I'm sure you've read of the book or heard of the book The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. Oh, yeah. Your story just reminds me of all the anecdotal stories through that book about meeting the right people at the right time in your life under the right circumstances and with a little bit of knowledge and almost hard-headedness and going right after it you make something really huge happen but you can't really point to any one thing that sort of tipped it in your favor and now we're sitting here together started a programming and coaching company you started a beverage company and now we're in Miami partying for the weekend with a couple hundred athletes which is pretty wild right I don't think either of us could look back at our experiences and say oh this was the moment I think it was just a combination of especially with you know even both sides just being right time right place in a budding new market um that's i think is still taking off but you're right more and more businesses come in all the time and there's only so many knee sleeve companies you can have there's only so many grip companies you can have compression companies clothing like companies, clothing yeah, companies yeah. right so all these things are filling up However, if somebody yeah. wanted to take yeah. the first step and yeah. said, shut up, Aaron, I'm doing it okay. anyway. Yeah, no, absolutely. What, I like that. I Just mean, the
0: fact that they would object to that and go for it anyway. You've got to like be ballsy, the, right? you got to gotta be some... ballsy. That's the first step. So, yeah. so
1: if they had an idea for a product and they wanted yeah. to take the first step forward, put their foot in, what would you have them do?
0: Um, number one, always play the long game. You know, I think too many people are focused on kind of short term and short term results and there's never benefit by taking shortcuts. Always play the long game. There's certain things when I talk to successful entrepreneurs that are just consistent that everyone takes for granted. Yet, for some reason, because it's almost too obvious, that information doesn't get passed down to like newbie entrepreneurs. It's like you must have kick ass quality product or service number one like I see so many janky products and stuff on the market I'm like what the what were you thinking (laughs) like how could this ever have made it to production? Didn't any of your friends say, No, this is shit. Like, that needs to happen way more often. Like I encourage, you know Some people
1: like, don't have good friends, good enough friends that would tell them, uh, you're really fucking this one up. Like, yeah. let's try the, something else again. They're like,
0: That's a great effort. Yeah, keep yeah, keep yeah. It up. Like okay, that's not no. really
1: a good friend.
0: No, no, it's like the whole like, Oh, you competed so you get a ribbon. Uh, no, no, there's no. only one first place trophy and you're not gonna get a strive for that. Like <laughs> They're putting you know, so we can't tolerate mediocrity, especially with review sites and a community right. like ours. I mean, it's, it's very um, cult like, and I say that in a, in a positive way because, you know, the, the vetting process, the like, you can't have shitty products and have it taken up by a community that is so focused on performance because every little tweak can make a difference. And right. uh, you know you're putting out something shit. Everyone's going to be like, "Oh yeah, that's great," but no, it's shit. You know, and you it know just, what's
1: funny is even uh, even the companies that take one of their first major steps is they'll go out and they'll try to find an athlete or a couple athletes that can start to promote their product in social media, and even. If you're paying the athlete or giving them a really good deal or yeah. sponsoring them in some way, if the product's not good, they're yeah. still telling their friends that they don't like the product, and that still gets out, right? So if you're not giving them something really good, like you're still not going to get anything back, no matter how many Instagram posts that you make about it. The truth will come to the surface, especially in our. And community. I would challenge
0: those athletes: don't don't uh, degrade your your personal ethics by taking a, a you know a yes. check over what you believe in. I mean, the first. Thing foremost, and you know, I mean, we 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 sponsor you and a lot of your athletes and Ben Alderman over there. I mean, it's like we have to have people that believe in the vision, Absolutely. use our products, like them. Like, there's no amount of money, there's nothing that would happen to ever say, I don't care how big of a star, if they're like weren't actually participating right. in what we're all about there's no check that's ever going to get written to to do that. So it's like I agree. you got to drink the Kool-Aid or drink the Life-Aid in this situation, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and the same thing, like, you know, you don't want anyone endorsing your coaching programs that don't Not actually follow them. Right. You know?
1: And and people ask us all the time, like, what does it take to get on Team Misfit? And we say, how long have you been following Misfit and like being a part of what we're doing? oh, I just got on like two months ago. It's like, well, you're nowhere near. I don't care if you've been to the games like twice. You know what I mean? Like yeah. follow for a while, talk to us, get in with us, hang out with us, be a part of what we're doing before we'll even consider buying you anything, paying for anything, setting you up anywhere. Like right. you have to believe in what we're doing and be a part of it. Just like with your community, the Fit8 community is awesome. All the athletes are super down to earth, really cool people. I've never run into a Fit8 athlete that I'm like – Aaron you should cut that guy I can't stand that fucking guy he's an asshole never once it's never happened so
0: no we're so blessed I mean what an incredible community of of human beings you know I was uh, talking with somebody earlier today and it's like we were talking about yanking our kids out of school and I'm just talking about like the negative programming that you almost have to unwind sometimes just by the nature of way people are that happens in school and in the public education system we're so focused on what you want to be when you grow up but the real question should be who you want to be do you want to be a person of high integrity do you want to be a person that's trustworthy do you want to be a person that does what you say you're gonna do do you want to be a person of your word you know, that should be the focus because who the fuck cares what you end up doing? Because if you have that in line, you're going to contribute to society regardless of what, what profession you choose. One hundred
1: percent. And those are exact qualities that parents should instill in children. and adults should ask themselves that same question all the time. Once you're an adult, you should be asking yourself, like, am I a person of integrity? Am I doing the things I need to be doing? Because, I mean, it took me even forever to figure out what the hell I want to do in life. I was a piss poor student in school. Nothing challenged me, nothing engaged me. And then outside of school, when you start to really think about life and what's going to drive you, motivate you, you can figure shit out pretty quick. But, I mean, I could talk about public school for a while because I have my own opinions on that. We'll (laughs) skip right over that. I was on the
0: county board of education (laughs) in Santa Cruz. The only libertarian ever elected to countywide position in Santa Cruz County twice and uh oh yeah I know it was it was in, it was eye opening. I'm like, "Okay, now I'm back in apathy mode." Like you get really <laughs> passionate and then you're like, ah, "I can't change anything. Screw it all." I'm I didn't out. know you were an
1: elected official as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. At some yeah, point yeah, I wow. was for 6 years.
1: That's awesome. Well, we'll wrap up. Any final words for uh any budding athletes, entrepreneurs, any any last bit of advice you want to give anyone out there that might be listening?
0: Yeah, I mean, I- I would say always, number one, choose a single target market, whether that's CrossFit or something else. Choose a single target market. Be authentic. Be part of the community. Don't just try to sell into the community or monetize it. Be part of the community because if you're not authentic, people will sense that right away and, uh, you know, you're shooting yourself in the foot. You're not playing the long game. And number three, always play the long game in your personal life, in relationships. I was talking with Kenny Santucci earlier today, right over there, and we talked about like... Like the reason why the guy was an MTV star for like a decade long is because he didn't buy into all the bullshit that all this reality TV stuff were stabbing everybody in the back. He's like, I make an alliance with somebody. I'd be befriend befri- befri- you like we're going to stick this out even if the ship sinks at the end. I'm not going to stab you in the back. And having that kind of trust and relationship always works out to your advantage. Uh, in the long run, so even in the short run too, so there's no downside to it. Play the long game.
1: That's a great message man. Thanks for taking the Oop, time. Uh, yeah, cool good times. Thanks for tuning in guys until next time.